The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, right here on voiceamerica.com. And we have a great, fascinating first topic. My guest is Dalaja, and her last name is Boneham. PhD, her book is The Sacred Ego, Making Peace with Ourselves, and our world. Delaja Boneham is an internationally known author for her groundbreaking books, inspiring keynotes, and her work in empowering women. Her workshops, retreats, and trainings are life-changing, where women from all walks of life, faiths, and cultures connect in a spirit of open-heartedness, freedom, and joy. And she has created Circle Work Leadership Training, And in this training, women learn how to create safe havens that address our hunger for more authentic communication and connection. Really amazing work. Uh, Yahalia is a true global citizen. She bridges cultural barriers. And her organization is a nonprofit organization. And her name, again, is Delaja Bonham. Welcome, Delaja. Thank you Thank so you much, so Patricia. Yeah. Now, did I say your last name correctly? Bonheim? Yeah, it's Bonheim. Bonheim. Okay. All right. So let's first talk about what inspired you, you know, in your own life. I know one of the things that I read is that you were a child in, you know, post-World War II and Nazi Germany. So I, I'm sure that had a real effect on your work. But what actually got you to create this work of helping people expand their consciousness and come together from all faiths? Well, you know, as you mentioned, I grew up in post-war Germany as a Jewish child. And so from a really young age, I really wanted to understand what is it that causes people to create war? Where does violence come from? And then on the other hand, what will it take for us to really live in peace? And as you know, spiritual teachers from all around the world speak of opening the heart. They speak of compassion. They speak of kindness. But there is very little of it in the world. And so I wanted to create spaces where people could come together and really experience what does it feel like to enter a space where you are really heard, where you really are seen, where you are respected and honored. 
And I wanted people to experience that there is another way of creating relationships and creating community, and that actually it is not a utopia, but it works. It really works. And I think that that is one of the gifts that all the women come out of the circle work training with, that that real deep knowledge that there is another way and it works. Mm -hmm. Now, when you do this work, and I know that it's called circle work leadership training, how does this come about? How do you find the people? How do you work with these women how did this all, how did this particular training institute come to be? Well, I fell in love with the circle, I think it's over three decades ago, and I've been leading circles ever since. And I, you know, when you look around the world, you see that there is no tradition, no culture where people did not gather in circles. People gathered in circles to dance, to celebrate, to worship. They build round sanctuaries. So there was an awareness already there that the circle is a symbol of oneness, of wholeness. It is a tool for healing. And we are in some way just stepping into a tradition that is very ancient. And at the same time, I think it's a tradition that is extremely meaningful and relevant at this time because what the circle does is it brings us together with the awareness that we are one, that we are connected. And at this time in history, I believe that that is what is most needed. You know, we have all this fragmentation, all this strife, all this violence, And here we have a tool that allows people to come together and really experience their connectedness. So for many years, I was just doing this in the United States and Canada. And then I had the opportunity to start leading circles in the Middle East with Jewish and Palestinian women. And it was very exciting to me to do this in part because I am Jewish and in part because I feel like the conflict there is sort of the, the, the mother of all conflicts. You Let know, me ask we can you, work with that. Right, mm-hmm. Dahaya, can you, can you hear me? Can you yes, hear me? I can. Okay. All right, so let me ask you this question. My question is, when you bring, and I'm going to use the example of Jewish women and Palestinian women together, what what are the basis of the problem? What are the misunderstandings? What What is it that they come into the circle with that's heavy for them? Oh, my God, there is so much trauma. I don't even know where to begin. There is hardly a woman there who is not deeply traumatized, who has not lost family members to the violence. Mm. Um, so the amount of of fear and anger and hurt that they come with is enormous, enormous. And I really feel that not enough is being done to address that inner trauma, Mm. you know, because until we heal the inner trauma, we're going to keep recreating the outer problems. But how do you help these women who may have had losses at, you know, the other the Palestinian hand or the, or the Israeli hand, and they come in with all this, 
How do you watch these barriers dissolve among women? What is it? Is it the talking? Is it the sharing? Is it the chanting and the singing? What is it that that starts to open these women's hearts to each other and break down the barriers? It's a good, that's a great question. You know, I think even though the, the talking and the singing and all of those things are useful, what really, what really lies at the core of it is that I guide women to open their hearts. So the first thing we do is shift out of the busy mind, because that is where all the opinions and the, you know, all the, the stuff is in the mind. And we come down into the heart. And so the first step is for the women to connect to themselves, to connect to their own heart. And from that heart space, they are able to really hear each other and to open to the fact that we all have the same pain, you know? Mm -hmm. These are all, most of these women are mothers. They all want their children to have a better life. And so... All these problems from the mind cannot, there is no resolution. You will just go round and round in circles. But the minute you come down to the heart, it's a completely different picture. Women then begin to really embrace each other as sisters, and it happens very naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do believe that we have, we have this instinct to want to live in peace, to want to communicate, to want to connect. And so we create this space where it's very safe to Mm -hmm. feel what you're feeling, but also to open your heart in a way perhaps that you have never done before. Yeah, I want to read something um, from your book that I find is, is, is really helpful. It's you define what the ego is and what it is not. And you write that the ego is not evil, it's not selfish, and it's not an insurmountable obstacle to global peace, and it's not our enemy. You write that what the ego is, is dedicated to our collective survival, we're out of touch with the realities of our times, we're in need of education, and we're capable of changing and evolving. So you bring that whole hopeful aspect into our ego. Yeah, because, you know, I feel if we sort of demonize a whole part of who we are and we all have an ego, it's like we've created this inner war zone. So in addition to the outer war, we have a kind of war going on within. And when we approach the ego with respect, we begin to see that it really wants to help us. It wants us to survive. But it is conditioned in certain ways that evolved thousands of years ago and absolutely are not serving us today. So we enter, you might say, into a partnership with the ego where we help the ego respond to the challenges in ways that are appropriate to our present times. And in the Middle East, that's particularly important because you've got two very tribal peoples. Yes, you do. And one of the ways in which our ego is conditioned is us versus them thinking. Right. You know, to divide the world into us versus them. 
And we need to overcome that. It doesn't work in a global world. There is no us and there is no them. We need to work together. And so it's beautiful when you see that us versus them perception just dissolving and there's a sense of we. There's a sense of together we can change things. Unbelievable. All right, we're going to come back, and when we come back, I want to talk more about your incredible book, The Sacred Ego, Making Peace with Ourselves and Our World. My my guest is Delaja Bonheim, and uh, she travels all over the world, and she works with her organization, which is called Circle Work. It's a nonprofit organization dedicated to encouraging the practice of circle work around the world. She helps to bridge cultural barriers and bring peace to people. And you can log on to jahaliabonheim.com, and that is J-A-L-A-J-A-B-O-N-H-E-I-M.com. And you can learn. Or, but I, 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 sure. I just go to sacredego.com. All right. Which is your sacred ego. All right, we're going to talk more about this work and give you the website again. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Stay tuned, and we will be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. No matter what your current situation is, you have a unique story to your life. It's a dynamically changing story that requires constant adjustments to lifestyle and environment. That includes your home. As you continue to enhance your living space, you're also making overall improvements to increase the value of your home. Join Laura Minniff each Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time for dynamic insights for your home environment on the Voice America Variety Channel. And start living now. Tune in each week for Monica Phillips and powerful conversations. This is a thought-provoking show for business people, leaders, and entrepreneurs. We'll feature today's thought leaders and industry trendsetters from across several locations and industries. Give yourself permission to be inspired and live a fulfilling life. Be sure to listen to Powerful Conversations live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Families today face unique challenges. Marriage, parenting, and family forms have changed a lot in the last century. Family Matters with Dr. Virginia Collin will focus on building and maintaining healthy family relationships. We will discuss marriage, divorce, family mediation, parenting, lifestyles, and mental health. All kinds of family matters. Our show will feature guest experts and your participation, too. You can listen to Family Matters live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 
You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back. Welcome back to The Patricia Raskin Show. I'm interviewing Delaja Bonheim, and her book is The Sacred Ego, Making Peace with Ourselves and Our World. She is an internationally known author for her groundbreaking books, her inspiring keynotes, and her work in empowering women. She works all over the world, and her trainings are life-changing with women from all walks of life. She helps them connect in a spirit of open-heartedness, freedom, and joy in her leadership training, which is called Circle Work, and it's a nonprofit organization dedicated to encouraging the practice of circle work around the world. Um, Delaja, tell us about the Circle World organization. Now, do you have different people that run this at different parts of the world? Did you create it, and did you create a template for it? And then are other people then leading groups all over the world? Is that how it's working? And if so, it, tell us about it. Yeah, my, my thinking is that the best person to lead a circle is someone from their own community. So I, for example, last year I went to the West Bank and I worked with a group of Palestinian women and trained them. And so they are now going into their own community, and of course they can work with people in their own language, with an understanding of the culture. Mm. And so I, I, I love training leaders who will then take it into their own community. And people are now doing this work in many different countries. Um, and also within the culture, there are many different directions in which it's being taken. For example... Some people are doing it in schools, some people are doing it in corporations, some people are doing it with groups of activists. Mm. Um, the circle is just such a potent tool, and wherever you have a group of people who, that wants to communicate in a more fruitful, effective way, the circle is really an amazing tool. And, you know, just last week, I, I was amazed to hear that at the talks in Paris on climate change, um, they were using the circle. They weren't calling it circle work, but oh. it was one of the tools that allowed them to, to make all kinds of breakthroughs. So explain, for us, explain for us um, what happens in the circle. Give us an example. Well, part of what happens is that there is a structure that ensures that each person has a voice and each person is heard. They have space. We usually, we use some kind of object that we pass around the circle and only the person that is holding that object speaks. So there is this really a me, practice This reminds of me listening. of the Native... This reminds me of the Native American tradition. Isn't this what they do? They use the talking stick, um, yeah. but there are elements of many different traditions here. So it's not, that, it's not a Native American practice, mm-hmm. but there are elements that are, are universal. And so that is one of them. Um, it is a, a place where there are certain ground rules that allow people to really feel safe. They really feel that they can speak their truth and they're not going to be attacked. They're not going to be judged. Um, so it's a very, very safe place. Now, 
it's also a place where a lot of the work is nonverbal. It's because, as I said before, we want to shift out of our mind into our heart. Mm. So there is music, there is touch, there is movement, there is silence. Um, there's this interweaving of many different practices that really shift people's consciousness to the place where they are in touch with their own inner wisdom. Because that's what I really want. You know, I don't want to tell them what to do. I want, I want them to come to the place where they can access their own inner guidance. And so that's what happens. Yeah. Well, again, it, it, it's really remarkable work. What is it you would like our listeners to know um, in terms of some of the breakthroughs that you've seen Jilaja, and just what has been very profound for you in doing this work? Well, if I could just speak on a personal note, you know, for me, coming as a Jew from post-war Germany, I came into this work with this belief that there was something wrong with human beings, and human beings were basically not trustworthy that there was no hope for us. And every time I'm in the circle, it gives me tremendous hope because I get to see how incredibly beautiful we really are, what wisdom there is, what courage there is. And I really see that if we can come together in this way, then we can make change happen. And I see it. It, it. It's practical change that is happening in these women's lives, and it's lasting change. And also the, the sisterhood, the sense of solidarity between the women, and these are women around the world, is so powerful and so strong. And I do believe that this is happening all around the world, that women are beginning to stand up, and speak out, and make positive change. And it gives me just personally tremendous hope. Delaja, give us a couple of exercises that you have talked about in the book. One of the chapters you have is about addiction and, and, and about thought addiction. And that's something I can really relate to. You know, those, those thoughts that just, just won't leave you alone, basically. I'd like you to address that and how you can help people in the work in the circle and otherwise to break that thought addiction that isn't serving you. Now, thought addiction is a huge one. I know. It's interesting, you know, especially now I see it as we go into the holidays. Everything is designed to make us do more, think more, You know, winter is supposed to be a time of slowing down, of going inward, and instead everything is pushing us into this insanity. So um, I think with thought addiction, first of all, we need to realize we are all thought addicts. I don't know anyone who is not a thought addict. And we take it for granted um, because we all live with it. So our first step is really to realize that it is not something that we need to take for granted and that it actually causes us a lot of suffering um, because there is never this sense of real inner peace. Now and then we get a glimpse of it. 
But one of the things that happens in the circle is that women really enter into this space of inner silence. And once we have a taste of that, we want more of it. And so I think it's crucial that every day we have our own ways of connecting with stillness and silence. And they can be very, you know, we don't need to meditate for hours. That's Mm -hmm. not required. Um, I had, you know, in the book I explain very simple practices, for example, of taking five breaths and with each breath speaking one word such as peace or joy um, or clarity. And just five breaths is something that we all have time for. You know, it's, it's, these are small practices that we can weave into our life at any point, and they just help us come back to the present moment and just relax and drop out of our busy mind into our, our body, our heart, our breathing. So it's not hard to do, but we need the intention of doing it and the practice. It is a practice. Mm. All right, what would you like to leave our listeners with today? If you had, you know, what, what's your message? If people get one thing out of this amazing interview, your incredible work on the planet, and your book, The Sacred Ego, Making Peace with Ourselves and Our World, Dahalia, what would be your message? I would like to say to people, make sure you have a place in your life, you have people in your life where you can be 100% real and authentic. And it doesn't have to be your family. It could be, you know, it can be a little circle of friends. But I think every person needs to have a place where they can go and be absolutely real and authentic. And if you don't have that, create it. Right, with all their fears and all their anxieties and all of their transparency. Everything. Everything. We need that. It's a basic human need, and we can all create it for ourselves, and it's a gift to others as well. Wow. What a beautiful, really, thank you for such a beautiful interview, truly. Truly. Thank you, Patricia. It's been my pleasure. Yeah, thank you. You know, this is the reason I do this work in the world. So I can interview people like you and and spread the word. I mean, that's what this is all about. It's about spreading the word. So now tell us your email again. There's another email beside your name. What is the, uh, I'm sorry, website? Yes, yes, the easiest way, since my name is hard to spell, the easiest way is simply to go to sacredego.com. And there you can find information about my workshops and trainings. Um, if people want to know more about the work of the Institute for Circle Work, they can simply go to circleswork.org. So circleswork.org, or if they want to know about my work, they can go to sacredego.com. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you, Delaja Bonheim, author of The Sacred Ego. Stand the line for a minute. Thank you so much. It was a great interview. All right, folks, stay tuned. We have another interview coming up right here on The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com. America's Voice. We'll be right back. 
you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. We'll be right back.